This content is brought to you by HBC Solar PD Tech and Automaton Electronics and Security. Occupational Hazards of the Fossil Fuel Industry Part 2 The oil and gas industry is estimated to generate about $5 trillion in global revenue, employing about 10.3 million people in the U.S. The oil and gas extraction industry directly employs about 450,000 people in the U.S. Clearly, the fossil fuel industry is among the largest and most profitable sectors of the world economy, as it has been the economic sector that has provided the vast majority of the energy which power all other sectors, including itself. However, it is also an extremely hazardous industry for the millions of workers exposed to many of its harmful products and environments. The oil and gas extraction industry routinely exposes workers to a wide array of hazards, due to its wide variety of dangerous tasks, equipment, products, and environments. As will be demonstrated here, it is estimated that over 100,000 people have died, since 1970, partly as a consequence of working in the fossil fuel industry. And, the amount of workers that have suffered from injuries and illnesses as a consequence of the fossil fuel industry, currently surpass the several thousands per year. In the U.S., between 2013 and 2017, 489 oil and gas industry workers were killed on the job. Industry top hazards are generally those causes that generate the most injury, many of which are fatal. As many other industries, the oil and gas extraction industry's top hazards are vehicle collisions, struck by, caught in, and caught between, explosions and fires, falls, and confined spaces. As the fossil fuel industry may involve too many different aspects of its components, and vary widely depending on the nation where it takes place, here, we'll focus on the U.S. extraction industry. Confined spaces A confined space is an area with limited access and exit. This area may have a single entry and exit point, which may itself be restricted in many ways. Also, the space within may be small or difficult to navigate. This hazard is abundant in the oil, gas and coal extraction industries, but especially so for the coal industry. Extraction, by its very nature, requires drilling, boring, caving and tunneling into the ground. Very few deposits of fossil fuel materials are above ground ready for the picking. More and more often fossil fuel deposits are deeper, farther, and harder to reach and extract. Oil platforms are common out at sea, most of which have many confined spaces. Industry workers often have to enter confined spaces such as petroleum and other storage tanks, mud pits, reserve pits, and spaces around a wellhead. Often there are several deadly hazards to deal with within a confined space, not the least of which is the limited ability to exit it quickly in the event of an emergency. Additionally, the confined space may have flammable vapors, toxic or unventilated atmospheres, or dangerous machinery. It may also be located in an area prone to flooding, fire, or collapse. For these and other reasons, all confined spaces should be regulated, and access must be classified and restricted to able and qualified personnel. The qualified personnel should be ready to respond to any foreseeable emergency and qualified personnel should also remain outside the confined space, ready to respond to any emergency within. So, it suffices to say that, these industry spaces are extremely dangerous to human life. For example, the coal industry, especially, has had its ample share of confined space accidents through the decades. 
The worst of these, so far, is one that occurred in China in 1942. In Bunxi, Liaoning, 1,549 mine workers died in a coal mine collapse. At this time of war, the mine was under control of Japan. Also, in 1975, 372 miners died along with 130 contractors in the Chesnala mining disaster in Danbad, Jharkhand, India. A particularly close call was that of the 2010 Copiapo mining accident. There, 33 miners were trapped 700 meters deep. Thankfully, they were all rescued after 69 days. However, in 2014, the miners of the Soma mine disaster were not lucky. Reported as the worst mining accident in Turkey, this one claimed the lives of 301 people. The list of mining accidents is too long to exhaust here. But, I truly believe that the simplest and most effective way to reduce coal mining accidents is to not mine coal. Of course, the world depends on coal to the point of it causing serious and deadly problems if the world was to abandon it suddenly. But, phasing out coal and other fossil fuels cannot begin without reducing and aiming to stop its demand. Living sustainably, the way recommended here, aligns with this. Some may consider it extreme, but coal must be phased out. This is recommended by climate and environmental experts the world over. And, what better way to begin this phasing away from oil, gas, and coal, than going off the grid and drastically reducing your need for any of the industry's products. This is the definition of efficiency. Health hazards of coal extraction. Particularly deadly in numerous hazards of the coal extraction industry are the health and ergonomic hazards. The nature of coal mining exposes many of its workers to hazardous environments, some of which are similar to construction environments, others are unique to the industry. According to the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, US, Mining activities that may bring differing levels of bodily injury include lifting heavy items, bending, reaching overhead, pushing and pulling heavy loads, working in awkward body postures, and performing the same or similar tasks repetitively. Coal mining activities often expose workers to hydraulic, electric, or motorized equipment. This equipment may be large and operate continuously or for long periods, and may be in close proximity to workers. So, the risks of being struck by, caught in, or crushed, are at times significant. And, motorized equipment may exhaust some of its emissions, fumes, into the spaces where workers occupy. For example, it is often very difficult to capture and vent all of the exhaust from a combustion engine. So, much of it may leak into the workspaces of miners. A particularly large health hazard, for coal miners, is the exposure to toxic atmospheres. Workers may come in contact, often for long periods, with chemical, air, and dust pollution. According to the website, The World Counts, underground coal mining often takes place deep into the ground, where mining wastes can become toxic when exposed to air and water. Such toxins include mercury, arsenic, fluorine, and selenium. Dust particles, especially, cause many health problems. Methane, a volatile gas, is often released by coal mines and it is a known potent and flammable pollutant. Additionally, coal fires release carbon dioxide, nitrous oxide, and sulfur dioxide, among other toxic gases. The website, statista.com, reports that there have been over 66,000 deaths, directly as a result of mining for coal, since 1900. Although, the number of people killed in coal mining accidents has been decreasing over the decades, 
currently with less than 30 per year. But, historically, this has not been the case. In the coal mining industry, the early 20th century had an annual death rate of more than 1,000 miners per year. Decreasing only gradually, for example in 2006 to 2010, there was an average of about 35 fatalities per year. Nevertheless, the number of injuries and illnesses sustained within the industry remain alarming. For example, there were 4,400 reported non-fatal injuries and illnesses, in 2008 alone. 77% of which originated from bituminous coal underground mining. According to an analysis by the National Institute of Safety and Health, NIOSH, miners are often at risk of developing lung disease called pneumoconiosis, CWP, because of their exposure to airborne respirable dust. CWP can cause impairment, disability, and premature death. Coal miners in particular, can suffer from pneumoconiosis and silicosis, commonly called black lung. Currently, there is no cure for black lung. And, as mentioned, coal miners may be exposed to diesel exhaust, which may cause asthma and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD. So, we begin to see that the problems of respiratory diseases within the coal extraction industry have been historically severe. For example, in the 1970s 33% of miners with more than 25 years in the industry, had differing severities of CWP, dropping to less than 5% in the late 1990s, but, again increasing to 10% beyond the 2000s. Per NIOSH, the most severe type of CWP is the progressive massive fibrosis, PMF. In 2010-2011, in a scan of 2,200 minors, NIOSH found that 46 had CWP and 12 had PMF. In 2016 alone, CWP was found to be a contributing cause of the death of 4,118 minors. And, from 1970 through 2016 CWP was the underlying, or contributing, cause of death for a total of 75,178 minors. Finally, in a study called Diesel Exhaust in Minors, which encompassed more than 12,000 minors, it was shown that, a significant increased risk of dying from lung cancer among minors who had ever worked underground. And, it went on to state, this risk increased as the miners' exposure to respirable elemental carbon, diesel exhaust, increased. I lived and worked in an area with many veteran and retired miners near Birmingham, Alabama. And, through my work, I visited some of these workers' homes, some of which were very sick and disabled. Some shared their conditions with me and told me they had black lung disease. Another man had a brain tumor of unknown origin. Some could not walk or move about or do so only with much difficulty. Most of these ex-miners whom I met lived in a very modest home and neighborhood. Per my research and experiences, clearly the situation has been dire for many that work in the oil, gas and coal extraction industry. Their families have endured many of these hardships too when these workers die from accidents or illnesses. In many cases, industrial companies have even profited from the deaths of their employees. This happens through a certain type of legalized insurance, often obtained secretly and without the knowledge of the insured worker. The benefits of this insurance generally go entirely to the owners of the company and not the deceased's family. Some states in the U.S. allow this, called debt peasant insurance. I personally suffered much as a fossil fuel industry technician. 
I was exposed to petroleum products and fumes quite often and during my work servicing gas station equipment in South Florida in the mid 2000s. I was so affected by these gas vapors on a routine basis that I decided to purchase a filtered respirator on my own. During my stay at this company, they did not ever provide the necessary warnings, the safety equipment, nor the training to be safe at work while working with fossil fuels. Today, I believe I suffer from some health conditions extending from these long work days as a fuel equipment technician exposed to various types of vapors and fumes. During my time there, I found out about a close call accident in which one of my co-workers almost died after he narrowly escaped a gas fume explosion and fire. This occurred while he and others serviced a fuel tank pump in a manhole that had unevacuated fumes. You see, many of these companies cut corners to save on costs to get the job done and sometimes even to stay in business. And many times these decisions are deadly or cause long-term illness. Collectively, we have treated these industry workers as expendable and replaceable. The high pay and good benefits are hardly ever considered worth the sacrifice. When you ask those that suffer the death of their family member or those that directly endure the long-term illness and injury. It is time to begin to change this paradigm. It is accepted that the fossil fuel extraction industry is harming the planet. And with this knowledge of the vast number of industry workers who are hurt, sickened, or killed yearly, it is my hope that you consider this one more important reason to turn away from fossil fuels. If we value the life and health of all workers, we must include fossil fuel extraction workers. Living off the grid allows you to do your part in significantly lowering those illnesses, injuries, and deaths. I believe they are not worth it nor necessary as the products of the industry are no longer necessary and in fact cause harm. It is time to begin to change and stop your demands from the oil, gas, and coal industry by Hector Vladimir, November 2nd through the 11th, 2023, San Juan de la Maguana, Dominican Republic. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please look for the next episode soon and please ensure to share this with your friends and family. And please like this content and subscribe as a sign of support and for me to continue to provide this type of content to more people like you. Lastly, if you wish to support this content further, please visit the links provided in this publication. Thank you.